The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome back to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker, getting ready for the 2023 Ticat season. Ticats are preparing to go to Winnipeg this Friday the 9th. 8.30 p.m. kickoff time in Hamilton, that is. Uh, very excited for that broadcast. Coach, I'll start. Uh, just thank you. Another season. We're getting back into it here. No, I appreciate it. This is uh, this is fun. It uh, gets me away from film and everything else and just uh, talk shop for a little bit. So I, I'm looking forward to this season. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. The uh, Took an off season here. Listeners, welcome back to you as well. And thank you for your support. Excited to uh, for another year of your insight, Coach. And We'll talk football, we'll talk uh, coaching, we'll talk your team specifically, uh, and whatever else comes up. Uh, the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help with every part of your home renovation from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at TurksterLumber.com. Coach, training camp coming to, end, to an end here. What was the most uh, encouraging thing about your team through training camp? I would just say the effort the effort, the willingness to learn. We have a, a you know, quite a few new new faces. Uh, it kind of made, it was kind of really came to life when the the PA meeting. You know that if you're not a if you're not a due paying member, you don't vote. And there was a lot of people outside of that room. Uh, you know, when they they break it up, I know a lot of listeners wouldn't understand it, but basically, you know, unless you're a veteran in the CFL, you know, you're not allowed in a, in a few meetings early on. And I saw how many people were in the hallway and just how many different different faces that we had. And it's exciting. There's mm-hmm. there's different energy. There's buy in. Uh, there's new leaders emerging. Uh, I could go on and on. That'd be a half hour in itself. But there's just so many takes. But you're still you still don't know your team yet. Right. You just know the people that you decided to keep. Yeah, that's great. It does feel uh, the last two seasons in the as a Ticat audio network analyst, it felt like I was just a part of the team I was looking at. Like the locker room was the same, you know. Right. And this year does feel different. That's interesting that that's your impression of it because it was certainly the same for me when I'm looking at the preseason rosters and uh, you know as as camp sort of progressed. Um, position groups the dbs for stand out i mean it's entirely uh, a new uh, a new group uh what's impressed you about the the defensive backs that you brought in just athleticism and whatnot and that's what you should expect you know we've been an experienced group back there so they're not going to have all the nuances i mean we've been you know really experienced back there for a long time and you know change is always tough right because you've let go of not just great players but great people and that's tough uh there's change it's inevitable there's change every year so i would just say that i've just been impressed with how they've picked up the cfl game um quite a bit and then that's just also a credit to you know rich leonard and tunday chris edwards the veterans that have been around the league and because you're they're only going to get up to speed not just by coaching but by being coached by their their teammates on the field so the credits to be spread around but their willingness to absorb it and actually execute it has been uh, pretty impressive mm-hmm. coach team was back at mcmaster for training camp like it has been for many years for the ticats but there's sort of a sentiment that I gather that I that you can 
that I recognize myself, but that I'm hearing as well that, you know, the game is changing. Training camp is different than it used to be. In your opinion, to your perception, what, what, how has training camp morphed in the CFL over the years? Yeah, I just think the, the way athletes and the people are trained, um, just all the way up is just different. And I kind of laugh and I kind of say that with a smile because, you know, I remember hearing the same thing from our coaches, you know, when we played and, (laughs) you know, about, man, this is not the same, you know. And, yeah, there's everything's come a long way from uh, playing through concussions that weren't even defined as concussions to even older than that. If you get hurt, rub some dirt on it. You know, and and I just think it's even evolved even further. And I think there's positives to it and there's some drawbacks to it. And the positives would be that, you know, athletes are bigger, stronger and faster than ever. Um, I think we're still figuring out what the right mix is for load on them and that sort of thing. And so there's that fine line between having to be prepared and then overworking people. And I think that's just we're in the middle of that right now. It's, you know, I think in five years we'll have it better figured out so i think uh managing that is a little bit different and then it's it's just different with you know we used to have two padded days so you could plan stuff a little different but that's just with the hand we're dealt so when you i'm just speaking of the differences of Mm -hmm. you know five seven years ago in camp so um i think there's there's huge value into just rest, right? And and that yeah. sort of thing. But there, our training camps are so short in the CFL where, so it's different, you know, in, in other, you know, training camps in the NCAA or training camps in the NFL where you're afforded more time. And so there's that fine line here where you're playing in 10 days usually, and you're playing a regular season game, um, you know, within a month. Anyway, put it like that. So those those are just the the obvious differences, and so it's and then when you get banged up, you gotta you gotta midstream adjust yeah. along the way. So that would say those are, those are the main differences. Do you feel? Do you have to truncate your install and your game planning, or is it just you know this is our this is our playbook, and we're gonna get it all installed in the time that we have, whatever it takes. I think you got to get your foundation in, but we, we knew that going in. I thought the coaches did a fantastic job of, um, you know, biting the elephant one, one bite at a time, if mm-hmm. you will. It, it, you know what has to go in, but it's not going to happen quickly. Yeah. And I thought that we did a great job of putting stuff on their plate that, A, that they like, and, and it wasn't too much. So, you know, every some people need more, but everybody learns at different paces. You know that, Luke. Like what, what, what you could absorb is going to be different than what, you know, person X could absorb and it doesn't make it good or bad. It just means at, do you always, do you always coach to the lowest common denominator or do you push the people that need more? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's about winning and that's the beauty of coaching. That's the fun part of it is you, you got to figure out your team every year. And that's the, that's the beauty of continuity too. When you do have, you know, Brandon Banks next to you or Braylon Addison or Terrence Tolliver, or if you have that Mike Jones, you have the same people, you kind of know where to push it. But when you have new people, you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe that's minus two plays. And in some cases you can add some more. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Related to the playbook, let's get right into a fan question. We actually already have fan questions being emailed into us. <laughs> it's what we, it's part of our show last year. It was a great, uh, 
great part of each episode and you can email your questions for coach o to game day at ticats.ca and each each episode will pick a question to ask coach so first week's question this is from robert east end hamilton says hello luke hello coach first a quick thank you to coach i met you around 23 years ago at cable 14 i was a volunteer there and you waved me over into your group we talked football and family and how i was enjoying enjoying volunteering so thank you on and off the field or excuse me on uh on the off season does the staff make the playbook and then bring in key players uh into the into the stadium to work on the playbook the starting lineup in the first preseason game looks sharp hope it's a great season well, thank you for that question, Robert. Uh, and uh, I'm glad I made a decent impression on you uh, over 20 years ago. That, that's uh, encouraging. Uh, I would say that, uh, yes, I mean, the playbook does evolve uh, each year, uh, depending. But if you have the, you know, the same coordinator, it remains relatively the same. You're always staying current and, and adding some fresh, fresh things to the playbook. But it, it gets established in the offseason. Uh, it doesn't really affect free agency and acquiring players like you kind of have what we run and then you do your when then you more you more go with the players that are going to fit your offense um but most players can fit in any offense it's just you can't do the same thing so i think the plays for the most part the foundational stuff robert remain the same uh, i will say that the fine fixtures and details of the exotic plays are put in for the skill sets of the athletes that are brought in what about for the quarterbacks, Coach? Is there more of an of a one on one time in an off season with, say, Tommy, your coordinator, uh, for the quarterbacks in the install? Yeah, I mean, whenever you get a chance, obviously, when when you acquire a quarterback, you're going to want to have conversations uh, with them just to get a jump. Like, you, there's nothing, you know. Relationships are built through communication, and uh, you know, eliminate, you know, confusion is eliminated with communication. So that's imperative you've got to have you got to have those type of communications early on at the most important position on the field so um i i think that it's imperative that they have conversations in the off season robert has one follow up question for so luke and coach do you have tips on a fan watching a football game where if i discussed a game with both of you you'd say wow this person knows the game <laughs> i love that question robert that coach is- i'll let you uh take a crack at it um, I think, boy, that's a big statement. I would say that I would, I don't <laughs> even know if I would impress Orlando Steinauer as he listens to somebody explain yeah, the football I game. I think I would be, I think I would be impressed if you talked about the line play and not mm. ball watching plays. Great answer. I think that would be, you know, now if you told me that your cousin was playing out there and he's the center, then I'd say, well, that's cheating too, because that's where your eyes are going to go. No, I would say that most people, it's it's a little bit more difficult because there's moving parts. You know, I, oftentimes I've heard it from just the general fan that there's a big pile of people over there. Why don't they just run the other way? Like, I don't understand why they run into this pile of people. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's just not understanding the nuances. So I'd say line play, if you wanted me to give you the short-winded answer, would be uh, would be semi-impressive to me. Yeah, I agree. The the one thing I would I would say as well is it's not really going to help you in conversation look like some look like a smart person. But what I think is an interesting thing and that I have taught people to try to look at because it's fun to enjoy the game this way is to watch the game and try to every single play 
at the very least say, is it man coverage or is it zone coverage in the de- in the defense? And that's sort of a fun yeah. thing to do while the game progresses. But if you walk up to Coach O, if you see him after the game and you say, whoa, they're running a lot of man, I don't think you're going to sound so <laughs> so intelligent. Uh, but but uh, it is fun to do. And you're so right. If you, had, if you noticed that there was, say, great downfield blocking from wide receivers or great mm-hmm. uh, uh, O-line protection, that'd be an impressive – That'd be that's that's a football mind uh, thing to know, to uh, acknowledge. Agreed. Robert, good questions. Uh, that's fun stuff. That was Robert from East End of Hamilton. Uh, again, you can send your questions to for Coach O for every episode uh, at game day at tiecats.ca. Coach Bo Levi Mitchell, obviously he's the the biggest headline uh, in the theme of the Ticats looking new this year. What stood out to you about Bo through training camp? His poise, his presence, um, that that's it. Like, yeah. you know, like what does just he do best? Watch, he, he is, I think he's confident. Yeah. I think he's uh, demanding in a positive way. He is real, authentic. Mm. Like he's, the defense is kicking their butt. He's happy to say good job defense. He's also happy to let them know that they couldn't stop us today. Um, I think he he's just uh, you have to something you have to watch. Like I didn't come with any preconceived notions. I just competed against him, mm-hmm. and and you don't know the why. You can do all the due diligence and digging you want, but when you're around somebody day to day, it's it, it paints a whole different picture. And so I didn't have any preconceived notions except for, you know, just what we were able to dig up and what I've seen in in competing against him. Um, Your question was, you know, what stood out the most? And I would just say his being just just watching him work. Right. Mm -hmm. And not critiquing it, just absorbing it and watching it. And then part of that is watching others respond to it. And that's that's really it's. You know, it's often been said or it's been said before that, you know, if if you think you're leading and nobody's following, you're just taking a walk. So you watch people lead. Uh, and if if you kind of watch who follows. Yeah. Does it seem like it seems like the wide receiver crew has sort of bought into to Bo and his leadership? Yeah, I think, it. you know, he puts it on. them. So, you know, either catch it or you don't. You know, yeah. but I'll tell you this, he's got, he's, what I was also impressed with is just the amount of grace he's had. I mean, there's some balls he put right there and they didn't, they ended up on the turf mm-hmm. and you know, you watch, that's an adversity response to me. And we're big on that in this organization and in our environment is we always talk about how it's guaranteed in life and football. Mm-hmm. And so rather than focusing on it, let's focus on our response. And, you know, I was, you know, you watch those type of things. And the response to it, you know, and, and you're watching the receiver's response to it. You're watching the team's response to it. Are we really on to the next player? Is that a slogan? What are we doing? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I can go on and I love that stuff because that's how teams are made. Yeah. Next play mentality. Uh, good stuff. The physically, Bo, to me, that first preseason game against uh, Toronto at home. Actually, I think it was his touchdown pass. I just, I for all the time that I played when he was in Calgary and when we played against him uh, for the years since then, I just feel like one of the things that he does maybe the best in the league is every single ball, he doesn't have an accidental traje- trajectory of a throw. 
Like he chooses the flight that he wants on the ball. Like if you have to put it on the line or if you have to give it some time. And that touchdown throw in the in the first preseason game, it's just the absolute perfect floating it over the under coverage, that linebacking core to a crossing player underneath the safety in the half. Like it, it's not it's not uh, it's not accidental. It seems like he really has that that gift to to just put the ball in a perfect flight because a lot of that's timing too. A different ball flight changes how long the ball's in the air and how the DBs can can react to it. I think he might be the best at that. Yeah, and I think that pro- might be hard for some people to understand, but I, I think I can't say it any better than you did. I, I, I would say that with all due respect to June Jones and Bo Baldwin, and John Huffnagel and Dave Dickinson and Tommy Condell, that that's not something you coach. Mm-hmm. You kind of have it, right? Like it's like trying to coach instincts or trying to coach angles. Well, the angle's different on everybody depending on their speed. Instincts, you kind of have them or you don't. You don't, there's not a, hey, today we're going to be instinctive. Like there's no coaching that players have that. And you, so I'm supporting your comment there that, he seems to have that and not everybody does now other people have other strengths right mm. but he has that innate ability to just kind of know where the receiver needs to be and put it uh put it up in the air in enough time for them to get to it yeah they may have to take a shot but it's a catch where if you rifle that ball in that you're talking about luke mm-hmm. it just falls incomplete yeah and it's safe it's safe. It's over the backer. It's there too quick, and we almost get it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And he he drops it in where you can do it. Hmm. You know, running a running an inside fade to you is going to be running throwing it at a different trajectory than it is to run in it to Brandon Banks. Like, there's no coaching that you just have to know the personnel and know what trajectory to put on it, hmm. how quickly to put it on people. The quarterback room is a little little different this year. I mean, for the past seasons, there's been the Tie Cats have been synonymous with quarterback controversy, or, or you know, two at a time, or whatever. And it's different. Taylor Powell comes in and had an interesting preseason, and of course, Matt Schultz is sort of the veteran, uh, the the veteran uh, second string. And that room, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like a positive group. Seems like a cohesive group that can help each other. That's good for the team. What's an insider's uh, perspective on the quarterback room right now? Great energy. Great energy. Um, if you get a chance to speak with Powell, as you will, Luke, you're going to find that uh, he's he's a natural guy. Uh, Matt is he's the same, and mm-hmm. meaning he. I mean, think about it now. Here's a guy who, like any backup, quote-unquote, quarterback, wants to start. And he, you know, he chooses to come back. I mean, this wasn't the only team available to him, knowing he's not the guy. I mean, that talks to a man's character right there, that I'm, I'm willing to do whatever. You know, where other teams may have said, hey, we'll let you compete and we'll do – well, this was a no. This was – this mm-hmm. is your role. We'll see how much time you see. So he he brings that level of consistency. And then, you know, but I'm interested to hear their feedback. You know, when you get a chance to get to know them, you know, to ask, you know, because Bo's been in one type of atmosphere for 10 years, per se, right? So um, it's it's just refreshing to walk by. They're, they're, they're not scared to work. 
and watching them high five one another and stuff. Um, it's not a show. That's great. Coach, on to Winnipeg in week one. Well, week one is tough. You, and, you, and, and the funny thing about it is you only get one of them. And then you, then on from there, you can get into a regular routine. But how do you? what do you know about Winnipeg? What can you know going against a team uh, early in the season? Well, you know they're going to be well prepared. Let's just start with that. You're going to know they play hard. You know that it's it's a loud environment. So you start with the things that you know about their team. Um, they've obviously been to the last three Grey Cups. There's going to be a belief system there. Um, that's focusing on them. And then you got to turn your focus on yourself and say, what are we going to do? Yeah, you prepare for your opponent. That's our job. Our job is to help prepare our people. And then their job is to perform. And so I can say that they've got, you know, obviously an all-pro quarterback. And they've got an all-pro receiver. You know, those are the, those are the tangible things. It's just... You, you understand that, you prepare our people for that, and then you say, okay, wh- what, is it, what is it that we're going to stop it? We like to say who, what, and how. So the who would be who do we got to stop, the next would be what do we have to stop, and the how is how are we going to do it. Hmm. And so we just kind of remain with that, with that process in mind, and then you go from there. It's unpredictable because you don't know what they're going to do. There's going to be new plays all over the place, and that's why it's important that you focus on yourself and do what you do best also. That's great. Uh, the who, what, and the how, is that a, is that a, is that a defensive uh, sort of terminology or is that for the whole team? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've always used it on defense, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it, it's a little bit more generalized with the team. But you're always going to want, you know, as they have an identity, when you have more games, when you can actually watch three or four games, you start right. to understand that, okay, this is, then you can get more into it. But early on, you don't know. Yeah, you know that on defense, you better know where five's at, you know, and on offense, you know, eight's a difference maker and, you know, Lawler and, and those guys, right. So that those would be the who and the how. So I think it is something that we, we look at overall, but it is a little bit more specific to the, to the, the other phases more than um, a general thing for the whole team. Hmm. Cool. Um, Okay. Coach O coaching philosophy question of the, of the show to end it out here. All right. Do you, this is my favorite part of the show when I just get to sort of pick your brain at a higher level and, 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 st- and, and less news, less news and stories, more, uh, more, what is it to be a coach? So do you focus and do you talk still about into week one about being a champion or is it a distraction? Do you, do you need to focus and only talk about Winnipeg? Yeah, it's, there's not much talk about championships or Grey Cup or where it's played outside of you know, early in training camp. Yeah, every now and again, you know, you reference, hey, if you desire to be a champion, you got to act like one. You got to mm-hmm. practice like one. But there's not focus on, you know, the talk of it, like showing it every day, showing the Grey Cup every day or, mm. you know, showing confetti falling. That's 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 not how we choose to do it. It's everybody knows what the North Star is. We know what the end goal is. Is that correct? OK, let's focus on the process, the stepping stones of getting there. And, you know, as I like to say, Luke, you know, what is it that we want it to look like in November? OK, and then parts B and C to that are what has to happen and what can't happen. 
and those are where we're going we're gonna to spend our time. Like what has to happen for that to happen and then what can't happen. And so you're, you're getting rid of the things that, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every year your team's different. Sometimes, you know, last year we had challenges with ball security. We didn't get a lot of takeaways or fumbles, excuse me, um, where that hasn't been a challenge at all. You know, and so you're trying to pinpoint the why. So we know what has to happen is we've got to we got to be better in the in the turnover battle and the take turnover and takeaway battle. And so you put an emphasis on those type of things. But I'd say, no, there's very little emphasis on the North Star because everybody just kind of understands that. Yeah. Well, great stuff, coach. As always, pleasure chatting with you and and, uh, all the best as you and your team finish up the work week for Winnipeg. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Hours of content still to come this week on the Ticats Audio Network. Before kickoff, obviously every week, an hour before you'll get Bubba and Andy for the pregame. RJ and I will have the call. Have a great week. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatticats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.